Amen. And church, thank you so much for your faithfulness there. Now listen, if you have your Bibles, I would love for you to grab them or open up your phone. And I just want you to click on, uh, if, if, you're, if you're clicking, or, or turn to uh, Psalm 120. And so what we're going to do over the next few weeks is we're going to study a very um, special section of the Psalms known as the Psalms of Ascent. And uh, scholars differ on, on when these were sung, but we know that in the history of God's people that, uh, that they would gather together and they would sing these songs in and kind of the most common theory is that these were pilgrimage songs. And so uh, the, the nation of Israel was often scattered, and the people of God lived in, in distant places. And, and what they would do is they would travel to the city of Jerusalem uh, for the major festivals. And that, those would be their, their great times of worship. So, so the people of God um, throughout history really have all experienced kind of what we're experiencing now. Is some of this feeling that we have, we, we miss the gathering of the people of God. We miss all getting to gather together for worship. We, we feel distant, uh, maybe even from God, from one another because of all that's going on. And, uh, and so people have been asking, Pastor, is, is, is there, does the Bible address that? And, and my response is, yeah. In fact, the Psalms of Ascent were, were for, for such times just as these. And so the people of God would gather and um, on their journey, on their pilgrimage, to uh, the presence of God. That's what the, the temple was for them. That was the presence of God. Um, that they would sing these songs along the way. And so that's the most common belief is that these are pilgrimage songs. And so um, as we think about what that represents, the people of God were, were often far away and they longed to be near in the presence of God. The people of God, uh, Jerusalem, of course, was the city that was up on a hill. So the people often, just by their location, sometimes they, they felt like they were in a, in a low place. And maybe that's you right now. And uh, if that is, and you feel like you're in a low place, and you're kind of missing being uh, up in, in the presence of God, or kind of on the mountain of God, then, then this series is really for you. And so what I'm going to ask you to do is please join me in a word of prayer. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come and, and to be our teacher our God and, uh, and to lift up Jesus. And then we are going to dive in to Psalm 120 together as we begin this new series called Ascend, the Psalms of Ascent. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your word. We know that it is uh, true. We know that it's right. We know that it is sharper than any double-edged sword. We know that it is alive and that it's active. Uh, God, we know that it's useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness. And God, we just say that we, we long for all of those things. Holy Spirit, um, we invite you in right now to come and take your proper place um, in our church, in our lives. You are um, our comforter, but you are also our teacher and our guide. And we pray this morning that you would teach us the ways of God from the inside out, that we might want God more than anything else this world has to offer. And in Jesus' name, we pray these things. Amen. Amen. And so church, uh, I'm in Psalm 1. Uh, 120, starting in verse 1. It's just seven verses, and so I, I pray that you will read it with me. And the word of the Lord says this. <clears throat> the psalmist writes, In my distress I called to the Lord, and He answered me, Lord, rescue me from lying lips and a deceitful tongue. What will He give you, and what will He do to you, you deceitful tongue? A warrior's sharp arrows with burning charcoal. That's what you're going to get. It doesn't say that part. I added it. Uh, what misery that I have uh, stayed in Meshech, that I have lived among the tents of Kedar. I have dwelt too long with those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, 
they are for war. Seems like a really strange place to start, doesn't it? Um, you, you, you start on the journey back into the presence of God and you kind of uh, begin with this really uh, heartfelt, gut-wrenching, just honest confession to God that, hey man, I'm, I'm not in a good place and I'm not in a good place uh, because there's these people and, and, and they're lying uh, about me. And, and so as we kind of start our journey back to the heart of God, I just want to share some, some really uh, simple truths with you. And the very first truth that I want to share with you is this. First thing I want you to understand this morning is that we all feel distant from God at times right? We all feel distant from God at times. And listen, there's really three reasons for this, uh, biblically speaking. And the first reason that we feel distant from God is, is that we live in a fallen world, right? Guys, all the way back in the beginning of the Bible, in the book of Genesis, uh, Genesis chapter 3, um, we know Adam and Eve sinned. And, and when they sinned, when sin entered the world, uh, God said that the world was going to be cursed. He looked at Adam and he said, listen, the, the ground is going to be, it's going to be cursed now because of what you've done. And, and so guys, we live now in, in this fallen place, which means that, that sometimes things happen and they're not because of our individual actions, right? But they, they just happen. Like guys, we're in the middle of a pandemic and, and, and we feel a, a distance from God. We, we want to gather together. We want to worship together. We can't do that. And, and it's not because of something that we have done on our own by ourselves, right? But, but rather it's, it's just we live in this fallen world and that is what has happened. And so that's the first reason. And, and so I just want you to know many of you are experiencing that same thing. You're, emotionally, you, you long to, to be in the presence of God, to be in the presence of, of your fellow brothers and sisters. And, and that's normal. And that's part of what happens when we live in a fallen world. Now, the second reason um, that we, we, we feel distant from God is, is really because of our own actions. Actions, right? The Bible calls that um, the, the thing that creates distance between us and God, uh, our own actions that do that. The Bible calls that sin. Now, uh, look at this slide with me. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Right? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And, and what happens is, is that sin uh, creates a separation. And, and Paul kind of summarizes this in the book of Ephesians in, in chapter 2. Uh, in chapter 2, verse 13, um, the Apostle Paul writes this. He says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And, and listen, what Paul is saying is, is very real. But because of our sin... Uh, there's separation between us and God. And he's saying like, hey, uh, Ephesians 2 actually starts, like you used to be dead and your, your, your sins and your transgressions. That's how you used to live. And then he says, as such, you were, you were far away from God. God was so distant from you because of what you have done. And listen, even to this day, guys, uh, even those of us that have received Jesus and how, have now become sons and daughters of God, when we sin, that sin still creates a, a, a distance between us. And it doesn't mean that we don't belong to him. It, it, it just it, it doesn't it, it never changes our relationship, but it can affect our fellowship, our closeness, our intimacy. And 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 so Paul says, listen, you were far away from God. And so the first two reasons that we feel um, this this distance um, from from God's presence, this distance from Him, uh, is is because we live in a fallen world, and and secondly, because of our own actions, right? Because of our sin. But there is a third reason, and that third reason is actually the second point of of the of the sermon. The second. Point point of the text. And here it is. Ready? Guys, second thing I want you to understand this morning is that sometimes we feel distant from God 
because we have been hurt by others. Right? Sometimes we feel distant from God because we've been hurt by others. And, and I want you to see how, how the psalmist begins this psalm. I'm going to put it on the screen for you. It's, it, it's right here in verse 1. See, he writes, In my distress I called to the Lord, and he answered me. In my distress, I called to the Lord, and He answered me. Now, that, that word distress, in, in the original language, in the Hebrew, uh, meant straight. Uh, and, and not like straight and narrow, but, but rather a straight, a very narrow place, a very narrow crossing. And what the psalmist is saying is, is listen, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm hemmed in. I, I feel like I've been, I've been trapped, and, and there's no way for me to turn. And if we read on, it, it, it says why. He says, I, in my distress, I called to the Lord. The Lord rescued me from lying lips and a deceitful tongue. Now, now uh, it, we get into that text with, with this guy saying, is, listen, I've, I've been slandered against. Like somebody has, has, has lied about me and, and because they have lied about me, now I, I feel stuck. I, I feel like I'm in this narrow place. I, I can't go anywhere. And, and so guys, what happens sometimes when, when people hurt us, just in general, but, but you know, right here, the psalmist is writing about slander. Now let's pause for a second and just talk about what is slander, right? So, so slander, our, our text says in, in our version, it says that they've lied about me. But, but guys, slander isn't just making up something about something. Uh, sometimes what slander is, is that somebody tells something about you and they use just enough truth to prove their point. Right, so so they want to they want to hurt you, they want to attack you, and so they take something that you've done and they share just enough of the story to prove their point. And see what happens when somebody does that. And, and, and let, let's let's just say, right? I, I mean, for I, I've I've had this happen. Uh, listen, none of us are perfect, right? We, we all do things wrong, and and so I, I've I've had a moment where um, I, I felt compelled by the Holy Spirit. Somebody had, had said something to me, uh, and, and what they'd said to me uh, was, was about somebody that was in a very close, intimate circle of, of mine, and so, so the person that had, had been hurt, um, I, I felt the need really to reach out to, to my brother, right? And, uh, and I, I really felt the need, just, just impressed by the Holy Spirit, prayed about it, it wasn't reactionary, and uh, went to my brother in love, one-on-one, privately, and, and just kind of shared, shared this, this thing, said, hey man, listen, this, this uh, kind of came to my attention, and, and, and here's the deal, man, Our, are, are, are you okay, right? And, uh, and, and, and listen, I, that instance, that's something that I, I prayed about. And, and listen, in the same situation, I'd probably do the same exact thing. Um, but, but later on, um, somebody, somebody could use that, right? Say, hey, listen, uh, he, here's the deal. And if you share just enough of that story without, without the complete context, not understanding the, the in-depth relationship that I had with the individual, it's really easy to, to, to share just enough of that to cause great hurt and harm, right? And, and maybe somebody's done something like that to you. Um, they, they've shared just enough of the story that they can prove their point, and, and, and what it does is it, it could create harm with you. And, and here's what happens when that happens, right? Guys, we have a tendency then to withdraw. We draw back to a place and we feel like, you know what, there, I, I, can't, I can't do anything. I, 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 can't, I can't speak to a brother or sister that, that I feel like I need to. I, I, I can't go and I, I can't say anything. Because if I say anything, no matter what, if I try to defend myself or this or that, like it's going to just come off the wrong way. And so what happens, and, and hear me, I'm, I'm not just talking about words here and just slander. This, this happens in so many other areas in our life. That somebody does something to us and, and what happens is then we feel stuck. And so what, what happens, we, we draw back and we isolate. And so sometimes the distance that we feel 
between us and the community of God or, or between us and, and, and the presence of God uh, is, is we feel this isolation because we've been hurt by somebody. And listen, friend, I, I just want to say this to you. One of the, the beautiful things that's happened during this pandemic is we have picked up so many viewers, so many people tune in that um, don't necessarily go to our church. And maybe you're one of those people. And maybe one of the reasons you're watching online and, and you haven't showed up in person is because this is exactly where you are. At some point in your walk with the Lord, at some point in your life, um, maybe somebody said something to you or they did something to you and, and you were injured, you were hurt. And, and listen, I, I just I want you to know that, that as, as Christians, um, we, we want to say, man, we, we get it. We get, as a pastor, let me, let me tell you, man, I, I get it. I, I've, I've done things and, and had people take those the wrong way. Like, like part of, of life, when, when you do life with people and, and you're close with people, um, you're going to hurt one another. It happens. We, we hate it. We don't want it to happen. But, but it, it is, it's, it's part of what happens. And so what I want to say to you is if you're here today, you're listening to these words, and, and this, this resonates with you. Man, at some point you were hurt, and you just you kind of pulled back, you shrunk back, and you've been feeling this distance uh, between you and God, between you and, and His people. Um, I, I just I want to pray, would you, would you just stick with me for, for the rest of this message? Because I think the next point is, is really, really important. And so here's the last thing that I want to share with you. Ready? Here it is up on the screen. Final point I want to make to you guys this morning is that God has an answer, right? God has an answer. God's answer for our feelings of anxiety, distance, and despair is a journey back into his presence and the community of other believers, right? God's answer for our feelings of anxiety, distance, and despair is a journey back into his presence and the community of other believers. And so uh, I just, I want to I read this to you again, again in verse 1. Uh, this psalmist says, In my distress I called to the Lord. And, and, and what happens so often and it, when, when we get hurt by somebody else is, is we feel that distress, right? And so what do we do when, when we feel distant from God? What do we do when we feel anxious because, because it just seems like God is, is so much higher than we are or, or He's just so far away and we want to be in His presence, we want to be near, but we're just so far away. What do we do? And, and, and the answer is, God's answer is that we start the journey back. Like that's God's answer. Listen, the Bible says that God has placed eternity in the hearts of men, right? He's placed eternity in the hearts of men. And, and, and something magical happens in these seven verses. Maybe you didn't see it. Maybe you didn't catch it. Because it seems like uh, the psalmist is just writing this, 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 this honest prayer to God, and he's just angry, and he's hurt, and, and you're going, man, I, 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 I sense this. But there's an undercurrent here, and the undercurrent is, is, I believe the psalmist, without even knowing what he's penning, he's actually saying, God, I want to come back. I, I don't want this anymore, and so I want you to check this out. Um, and I'm, I'm going to read on here in, in, in verse 7. Um, so verse 7, he says, listen, I am for peace, but when I speak, man, they're, they're for war. And, and so listen, what the psalmist is saying, um, without even really knowing it, is that the psalmist is, is saying, listen, uh, I, I want peace. I don't want this anymore. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to feel stuck or trapped anymore. I want, I want peace. I, I want to be back in, in, in the very presence of God. Because that's what we, we know that God is peace, the Bible says, right? It, Jesus is our peace. And so we can't have peace. It's impossible for us to have peace um, without being in the presence of God. And so what the psalmist is saying, even if he doesn't understand it, 
is that, God, I want to be back in your presence. And so what do we do with that when we kind of come to this understanding? So three things I think this text calls us to. I really want to challenge you with this morning. And here is the first, okay? Number one, I want to challenge you this week to recognize and legitimize the distance that you feel, okay? Number one, I want you to recognize and legitimize the distance that you feel. Listen, it is okay to admit I feel far away from God right now. Right? And, and that's one of the things that we just have to understand and we may have to do is, is just, just admit to God right now, God, I don't like where I am. I, I feel far away from you. I feel like, like I can't reach you and, and I don't like that. And so I, I love what verse 5 says. Look at this with me on the screen. The psalmist writes, What misery that I have stayed in Meshech, that I have lived among the tents of Kedar. See, see, what the psalmist is saying is, I'm miserable here. He, he's admitting, I am so far away from Jerusalem. That's what he's saying. I'm so far away from your presence, God. I'm so far away from where I want to be. And, and, and so he begins to listen, like, I am trapped here, and I don't love it, and I don't want to be here, and, and so I'm tired of this, God. I don't want to live here anymore. I want to be back in your presence. And ultimately, that's why he says, I am for peace even though he's like, but, I'm, but none, none of these people want peace, right? He's not there yet, but he understands that he needs to come back. And so the first thing I want to challenge you to do this week is just admit that, that maybe you feel far away. Just legitimize those feelings. Second thing we do, okay? Second thing. I think this text challenges us to be reconciled to God. I think this text challenges us to be reconciled to God. And so I, I, when we walk through the reasons that we feel distant from God, and this message is really for two types of people, right? So there's one group of people that um, you, you guys, man, you, you've trusted in Jesus, you believe in God, and, and so, um, so, so you have been reconciled with God, right? We, we, we talked about one of the reasons we feel distant from God is because of our sin. Well, the Bible goes on, Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but Romans 6.23 he says that the wages of that sin is death. And that's why the Apostle Paul begins Ephesians chapter 2 saying you were dead in your transgressions and sins. That's why Jesus says to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, you have to be born again because he's saying you're dead in sin. And, and so, so listen, first and foremost, we have to become children of God. And, and so if you're listening to this message and you have never trusted Jesus, uh, you've never just said, hey Jesus, you know what? I believe that you died for my sins. That's what the Bible proclaims, that, that God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to do what you couldn't. That Jesus lived the perfect life that you couldn't live, that he died in your place on a cross, and that God accepted that death as a payment for your sin. And so, uh, guys, I, I just want, if you've never received that, I, I just want to encourage you, man, be reconciled to God. That, that's, that's what Paul would declare, is, is that, listen, um, we need to be reconciled to God. God sent Jesus so that we could be made right with him. And if, if you haven't accepted that, let today be that day. And one of the ways you do that is just cry out and say, hey, God, I believe in your son Jesus. Uh, the best way I know how, Jesus, I want to ask you to come in and to live um, inside of me and take control over me. And, and God will answer that, and he'll save you. The Bible says today will be the day of your salvation. And so uh, I, I mean that first and foremost for you guys. But I also mean that, um, that if, if you're a Christian and you just haven't been following closely to God, I also want to challenge you to be reconciled to God. That means, what that means is it's time to head back.
right? Enough of the distance, enough of the wilderness, enough of, of camping out in Meshach, and, right? It, it, it's time to start the journey back. And so I really want to challenge you with that. Um, lastly, uh, I think this, this text challenges us, uh, and, and, and the slide's on the screen here, read this with me, uh, to start the journey back into God's presence and church community right? To start the journey back into God's presence in church community. And friends, this really happens in, in, in two ways. And, and the first way that it happens is it happens with your own personal walk with Christ, right? And so uh, the first thing that we have to do, we have to, we have to get that right, right? God, hey, listen, I realize that I haven't been as close to you as I need to be. Um, I, I, I want to change that. I want to feel your presence again. Uh, you know, and, and so we start there in, in our own um, personal devotion with God. But the second thing we do, guys, um, the second thing that we have to do is eventually in that journey back, and this is what's so beautiful about the Psalms of Ascent, is that they were sung as, as groups traveled back, right? Because it wouldn't just be one person making a journey back together. They, they were all in it together. And so I want to say this to you. This, like, don't feel like you're alone. We are all in this together. I, I guarantee you, friend, um, you may be sitting there going, no one else feels as far away from God as I do right now. But guess what? You're wrong. We all sense right now, especially with this pandemic, man, we all sense distance. And so what we're going to do is we're going to journey back together. And, and so part of the beautiful thing of the Psalms of Ascent were this community that happened as people were traveling together on the road, they just start singing together. And so I want to encourage you, would you get back into some, um, some Christian community again? Maybe you haven't done that in a while. Guess what? We've got new studies starting um, for women. Uh, our, our men's group is, is doing a study and, uh, right now. And, and so all you have to do is, is, is reach out to us. You can email the church. Say, hey, I'd like to be a part of our women's Bible study group. I'd like to be a part of this men's Bible study group. Um, we're having Zoom meetings. Uh, we're, 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 listen, while we can't physically be in each other's presence, we can still see each other and talk to each other and press into that community. And I want to challenge you. Please do that. All right? Listen, friends, uh, there is a solution. God has it for this feeling of distance that we feel. And that solution is to start the journey home. Church, I'll be praying for you. I love you. Listen, hang out. Don't turn off the TV yet. Don't, don't turn off the phone. Don't, don't, don't jump out of Facebook Live. Um, Miss Catherine's got a few announcements for you. And then we've got some great discussion questions for you and your family to talk about before we close out church and you close out your time of worship there in your home. Guys, I love you. I cannot wait to see you next week as we continue this journey back into the presence of God. Next week, we'll talk about where our help comes from. God bless you. Amen.